Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Season 3 of Better Let Let Me Tell tell you. You. Like, you know, with this whole corona with the whole coronavirus thing going on and you know, so many people like dying and out of work and all that. I hate to say like any like, oh well now this is great, you know. I hate to say that because there's nothing great with all that going on. But <laughs> man, I got I got no, I went from West Kent to Hialeah today in 15 minutes. So you like, are. So it is going to be about traffic. It is. You're like, there's yeah, no traffic. Okay. Hello. Hello. What has been? We're recording, right? Yes, we are. Well, welcome to episode 106, everyone. Uh, Another 106. episode of the quarantine chronicles of Pero. Let me tell you, how is everybody today? Friday. Uh. It doesn't really matter what day it is. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter it what doesn't. day. <laughs> it doesn't, does it? it is it? We we is, could probably switch to like, like a, October. Are we in October? <laughs> we could probably uh, switch to like a Tuesday. Nobody would notice because every day just blends together now. <laughs> I mean, I actually believe it or not. One of the reasons I know what day it is because it's of when we record and when we drop the episode. So I'm like, okay, it's okay. Thursday or Friday. So okay. it's like, okay. So, so that actually the podcast has been kind <laughs> of, has helped to keep like, your sanity a little bit. <laughs> my sanity and kind of what day it is because otherwise, again, we're stuck in that purgatory between Christmas and new year's. Oh, where every day is, it's just, it's a day. It's a day. We don't know what's happening. You're not sure what what day it is, what year it is. It's kind of like a really messed up version of it. With like lots of going to see if there's toilet paper. Right. Pero, Which, by yeah, the way, so, I, I've welcome. given up. 
I've given up on thinking that I'm gonna find like just a roll like like packages of toilet paper like before that that's no today today I went to Publix and there were some there were oh, a lot oh okay good 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 okay yeah so welcome to episode 106 everybody how how are you how are you guys hanging in there I think everybody's everybody's well, doing, hanging in there everybody's doing well I mean we're we're doing good I know you know like you were saying <laughs> you've said to me a couple times just like you know my experience is very different than yours during this quarantine situation mm-hmm. but. You know, I don't take yeah, I don't I, take I, it for granted. Yeah, no, because dealing with a child is completely different, and and you know, it's just it, it's a game changer. And again, I have to deal with mine, and only during the day. You know, um, so I can imagine for people that are like either um, have more than one child or like maybe single parents and they're you know single parents and so far that they have the child the entire day they don't get any relief oh and also because you know i'm kind of self-employed you know i've said said that a million times on the show i I kind of i don't have to be i don't have like a nine to five in terms like i know a lot of people when Right. When a a lot of people, when they work at home, even now, like their boss or the computer knows when they're logged on. Like, so they have to attend to that. I don't have to do that. And, uh, you know, a kid takes a lot of time, a lot of time. It does. But I mean, the macaroni and cheese. You know, I've been kind of craving macaroni and cheese now for a couple of days. I think I'm going to go get some. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about the macaroni and cheese. Okay. So I generally <laughs> I generally don't have Kraft macaroni and cheese because not for any reason. It's just, not, you know, not for fancy reasons. It's just not a thing it's that you buy. Generally, it's not a thing that I buy, right? But in the last, you know, I don't know, 25 years that we've been in quarantine, um, <laughs> I bought about a thousand boxes of macaroni and cheese because I knew especially that I was going to have Tristan in the day. Right. So I'm like, let me get prepped for this. So generally, you know, a kid won't eat a whole box of like macaroni and cheese. So you have to see all the wonders I've done with the leftover, right? Because I'll make the macaroni and cheese pursuant to, you know, the, the regular right, box. Right, right. But then the leftover, which is about half, like the other day, I put truffle oil and uh, green onions. Oh, the day oh. before that, I added Gruyere cheese. Okay. The, another day, uh, while I was making the macaroni and cheese, I made bacon in the oven. No, I made pancetta in the oven, and then I put in the mac and cheese. You're like esta tipa from Food Network, eh? <laughs> semi-homemade. Eh? <laughs> uh, Sandra Lee, the lush. Sandra, the lush, yes. The lush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm elevated mac and cheese every single freaking day i think i'm gonna have a, a quarantine diary of you know a thousand and one ways of having craft mac and cheese that you know what you should make an instagram and just do that every day put a different one a different one see the other day before i like added the sauce thing in i just got the plain macaroni right i put some olive oil but like the really good olive oil because i i'm like monica geller and friends like everyday guest fancy guest about the olive oil oh i wonder which olive oil i've gotten yeah no like i have like the standard everyday cooking olive oil Uh then the olive oil for like you know your salads and then there's like the really fancy olive oil that's like 20 bucks a bottle right i was like i was like i'm gonna elevate this shit and i added the really fancy olive oil and i put some uh uh Romano grated Romano cheese okay, and some cool. salt and pepper and it was like truffled salt. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> like craft <laughs> blue box this bitch. Like <laughs> Yeah. 
So to any of our listeners who follow any of my recipes, please post them online yes, on Instagram yes, let us and know. tag us. Let us know. <laughs> Darian's us know. quarantine mac and cheese elevation. <laughs> I, I made burgers last night, and the beauty of it is they tasted great. The downside is that I live in a one-bedroom apartment, and so I was using the Foreman grill, and it was still smelled like burgers like t- till today. No. You know what you need to do? You know what you need to do, especially since, you know, it's, it's just you? Um... You need to get an air fryer. Well, Jose has an air fryer. So we, we use oh, it. The air fryer will change your life because, mira, the other day I made Bubba Burgers in the air fryer. Really? They don't come. Yeah, they, okay. Disclaimer. They don't come out as good as in a barbecue, but I don't think anybody thinks they're going to come out as good as in a barbecue, right? Fair so enough. So let's, let's just, let's just set, set hurdle, expectations right? right up up front. Right? right. Right. And they're not going to probably get a Burger Bee certified by Burger Bee sticker. <laughs> Better, you know what? If you if you want to like a burger, you know, and you don't want to like stink up the whole house and like get the pan and the oil and all that bullshit, you just put it in the air fryer and it will get the job done. Uh, actually, I I put some of his uh his beef sauce on the burger. It was so good. Oh, really? Did he bring you some beef sauce? Because he hasn't brought me any beef no, sauce. No, I actually I actually bought it. I actually purchased it. <sighs> Okay, well, I haven't been outside of the house, so I haven't had a chance. To exactly, purchase. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I purchased it because I, I, like, in one of those moments where I was like, I'm getting out, I'm breaking out. Like, you know, <laughs> we're we're doing this tonight. Uh, but you, so... but, well, but you know what though? Last night, uh, well, this week, I stayed in and watched something that I know you watched. Yes, which we were so when we watched it, we were like, okay, we got to talk about this in the episode. Yes, yes, because God knows we all have time now to watch things, so <laughs> we might as well. Yes. Yes. So this week on ABC, and I think it premiered on actually ABC, and it's also on Hulu or yes, on yeah. the ABC app. Mm-hmm. They premiered Baker and the Beast, which do you no, know a little bit? Be- a, a little bit. The Beauty. Sorry. <laughs> do you know a little bit behind the story of that of that show? I, I just that found, it was Israeli. Yeah, I just found that out. Actually, it's an adaptation. Yeah, it's it's an adaptation of, of an Israeli. Um, show i imagine that the guy's not cuban in the israeli show no, and, he probably, <laughs> and, and he probably makes falafels uh, you know as opposed and, to batalitos and um in israel it's a huge hit which of course that's why they brought it to the u.s i mean they right, have brought it right, it was right. a flop but um so yeah it's called uh beauty and the baker and or baker um, and the beauty it's <laughs> And the baker and the beauty. Coño, we're here talking about the show. We can't get the name right. <laughs> that sounds about right for us sometimes, though. But um, actually, you set up the premise while I gas my car. So it's a pretty easy, literally gas my car. It's a, <laughs> it's a pretty basic premise. Um, you know, it, it's set in Miami. Uh, this guy, Cuban American, he lives with his parents, and he's still in, I guess, like his twenties or whatever. Again like any Cuban-American guy in his 20s. And they own a bakery um, in, well, according to the show, Little Havana. And he goes out one night with his girlfriend of four years, and ultimately she proposes to him and he turns her down. In that time frame, he, through a series of events, winds up meeting this... She's not just a model. She's like a model, but she also has her own makeup line. She's, you know, this big it girl, shall we say. Um, And they just kind of spend a, a night out having fun 
And it ends with, you know, him going back to his, his bakery the next morning. And Oh, my God. Wait. Sorry to interrupt you. The gas at BJ's is $1.29. $1.29? Yes. Wow. Okay, continue. <laughs> I thought our listeners needed to know that. That's great. That's a bargain. Go to the BJ's, people. Um, and so ultimately, you know, the, sh- the first episode, the pilot, ends with her showing up at the door of the bakery, um, you know, to, to see him. Because, again, there's misunderstandings. And, you know, it's typical rom-com type of situation. But what I loved about it, and it was funny because I know you and I were texting each other, like, as as we were watching it. But at the same time, then we, we both were kind of like, no, 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 let's stop because we're going to have nothing to talk about. I loved, I got the same feeling to a degree as far as culturally that I got the first time I saw One Day at a Time, which is, I don't know the background of it. I don't know the the, the ethnicity of the people who work in the writer's room or the people who are, are the showrunners, but there's a lot of authentically Cuban things in it. Well, actually, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that to me, this was, and it, it's it's interesting because one day at a time we know comes from a Cuban perspective. Well, right, but, the, I, uh, but I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that the first episode necessarily. But this one, I thought this one for us personally had even a, a an extra layer because not only was it Cuban, but it was Miami. Right, 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 right. But but again, it, the show takes place in Miami. It takes so place what here. I enjoyed. So what I enjoyed about the show, and um, so to our listeners. We are giving the show a thumbs up. Absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, it's, we always it's a say, predominantly we Latino cast. Even the girl, did you know? I don't know if you know this. I, I know this because I know her. The main girl, um, I forget, I think her name is Natalie Kelly. She's Latina. Was she on Dallas? She uh, Dynasty, the Dynasty reboot. She was Cristal in the first season. Yeah. She is Latina. She is Her mother's Peruvian. Her father's Argentinian. But she, they moved to Sydney, Australia. At the age of uh-huh. two, so that's why she oh, yeah. she is Australian in the show, but she's Latina and, and she speaks Spanish oh fluently. That's that is what what boggles my mind. We're gonna go a bit of a side note. Like there is this. I remember this girl one time that I saw that was Colombian, mm-hmm. but she grew up in in London or somewhere in England. And you know when she would speak Spanish, she would speak you know Spanish like, like, like Colombian, a Colombian yeah. does, like any Colombian that we know here at home. Um, but then when she would speak, it'd be with a British accent, and it blew my mind. It yeah, completely blew. My I don't mind. know because you're I... so used to you're so used to the Miami accent with somebody who speaks Spanish. Yeah, I don't know if her character is gonna be Latina on the show. A part of me hopes that she is. Like, I hope that a part of me kind of does the that you know the parents because there's a lot of Spanglish on the show. So I love. I, I kind of want the parents to kind of do one of those like y esta quien se cree que es, and for her to be so like let, you know yo yo soy fulana de tal like you know something like that. Let's talk about. Let's talk about what the show did right. So, what I liked about the show was when I first saw the preview or the commercials on ABC, mm-hmm. I did a major eye roll because I remember that one of like the promos were like, I don't know what day it's on the show. I think it's Monday. It is we Monday. We saw it on the, on yeah. the they, they were like, Monday nights are about to get a very caliente, which oh. as you know, oh. in 106 episodes of Pero Let Me Tell You, we have repeatedly, almost in like every episode, said Grown. how much we hate when we do that Grown. to the you know Spanish language. And yes. you know they think that that's Spanglish. I was like, this is going to be <laughs> but but when the opening scene in the opening scene when excuse me, the beat people, I live 
Okay, so I just want to let everybody know that I filled up my car with like $24. Like that has never, ever happened in the history of me having this car because this is like a mammoth. With your gas guzzler, uh, non gas friendly guzzler, car. You know, 600 horsepower car. So, oh my gosh. But anyway, let's talk about the things that the show did get right. Yes. Um, as I said, the first opening scene when he was making Pastelito de Guayaba, I was like, ding, 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 ding. And... You got that right. And 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 again, there's another scene where he's making pastelitos with her de queso and guayaba, and they're triangular. And they were and they were triangular. They were triangular. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, you noticed too. Of course you I did. Too. Of course I did. Also, like, that girl. Let me tell you something. Have you ever eaten un pastelito that soon out of the oven? That girl should have lost her tongue the minute that she ate it. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll let that one pass. We'll let that one slide. <laughs> but that and then like the setup. Of the, of the bakery, of the Cuban bakery. The only thing missing was a ventanita. Yeah, but yeah. But it, 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 see, it was pretty authentic. You and know, know they what? even I had know. an orange juice machine. That that was very authentic. And they had a Cuban flag. Yeah. And they had the, they had the you know, Cuban bread, uh, you know, yes, bags. Like they had the, the bags. Miami yes, one. yes, yes. They had the one. And then what I liked was that in, like, some scenes... They were having coffee with a Cuban cafetera with Cuban tacitas. Yeah, so it was no. like whoever whoever did the research there, because I was trying to see who the creators of the show were Cuban, and none of the names stuck out to me. Maybe they are, right. uh, but none of the names stuck out to me. Um, so I thought that those little details were on point. The way that they spoke Spanglish was so authentic so authentic it was some point now the the my my criticism in terms of the language is not it, it's it's very difficult because the thing is that we have to remember that the the, the accent that we are familiar with is yeah. not the cuban accent is the miami accent and for so, some reason these people all seem to sound a little new yorky yes so the <laughs> miami accent they didn't nail but then again I mean, it's... we're going to have Lucy Lopez on the show in a minute. You know, the queen of the Miami exactly. accent. So... The Miami accent can, cannot be replicated. It's very hard to... I mean, I don't maybe know. Maybe she... Meryl Streep could try to do it. But... <laughs> actually, actually, she did do it when she did the Perez family. Uh, Meryl Streep? Yes. You don't remember the Perez family? Which... That it was her... What was the Perez the press family was her, Marissa Tomei. Uh, she was. She played. Uh, she played a woman who had been here. I forget who the who the the male lead is. I want to say uh, Alfred Molina. Why don't I know this? This movie, yes, that they filmed in Dateline and everything. Okay, but was she like white in Miami? No, or, like, she was. She was playing una señora cubana who had been here. You know, vino ya de cierta edad, pero ya vino. Okay, I need to go watch that. Yes, I need to go watch that because yes, I can't believe actually... Meryl Streep did the Miami accent. <laughs> yes, she did. The accent, the accent, we didn't know existed until we left Miami. <laughs> because if anybody can do it, it's going to be Meryl. That's all. <laughs> so minus the Miami accent, like I thought that the the banter of the parents with the kids was totally spot on. Yeah. And then like the little details. Early on, he said something. I think it was in the first scene when they were talking about like him and his girlfriend that. He said, "Oh, you know we, you know that we don't move out, uh, we don't move out, leave home until we get married." And I'm like, "Wow!" Exactly. I'm like, "They nailed it." Also, they nailed though, it because gotta, that's totally Cuban. I, I gotta say, his girlfriend was very Miami. Like we all know that girl. 
Yeah, we all know that girl. We all know that girl. Um, I don't know if any of the actors are Cuban, but I'm okay. He's Dominican. He's Dominican. I'm totally okay with him being Dominican and playing a Cuban because, as we've said here, you know, Cubans, Dominicans, and um, Puerto Ricans are Caribbean folk, and we are kind of our own people unto ourselves. We get each other. So, yeah. So I'm totally okay with a Dominican playing a Cuban, and he looks he looks Cuban. He could look Cuban without a a problem. Um, So I overall I like the show. I thought they spot on hit those nuances um that that are very cuban-american and it wasn't generic so it was it wasn't it wasn't your generic latino oh we're going to the fiesta que está caliente bullshit (laughs) that we hate so much um it was very cuban now where i loved the mess up and this is just from a Miami perspective, oh, was the is... geography of things. The geography. The, ge- the geography was so evident, glaringly evident in many parts, but no more so than, like, after he leaves the club, when he's been, like, you know, told, oh, she's, you know, she does this all the time or whatever. So he leaves the club. And like, okay, he walks out. He walks out of the Fillmore, Miami Beach, which is has none of that going on inside. Fine. Fair enough. Okay, the exterior. Then he walks away from the beach. I'm like, all right, so far so good. So he's walking on the causeway, like past the Children's Museum or whatever. But then all of a sudden, he's back on the beach because he walks under that building that has that giant ball in between them. Uh-huh. Then all of a uh-huh. sudden, he's in Wynwood. Then all of a sudden, he's in Little Havana. Then all of a sudden, again, now he's by the yeah. wharf. And then he goes to his family's bakery, which is supposed to be in Little Havana, but it is clearly up the block from the Cameo Theater, which it is sounds- on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which yes. is in Washington and, and in the South Beach. And, but you know what was interesting about it? Seriously, from a logistical like production perspective, because the show was shot in Puerto Rico and in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the sets was all Georgia. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, how many places did they shoot one scene in? And I'll give you an example, because obviously the trickery of computers are here. Remember this? There's a scene where they're hanging off a billboard. Other that's doing supposed to be to a that, billboard. That, that, that's supposed I, to I be. I was convinced that that was where I lived. Yeah, the, well, the, the condo, the high rise where was, I live. No, see, right? I, I thought it was the building. It, to me, it was supposed to be the building that has the the digital person dancing. No, it's not, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because when they were hanging from that building, that's why I thought that it was where I lived. When they were hanging from that. From that, in the background, you could see the Intercontinental Hotel with the woman dancing. Oh, okay, I missed that. I must have missed that. So the so the scene is the the view is exactly what it would have been of my building because I lived you know for many years I lived downtown in front of the arena, um, and that was my view. And there is a huge billboard on the on the. Um, yeah. Uh, in the building on the side, so it could have been done there. But then when they were hanging off the billboard. The, the the ground the scene on the ground like what you could see down yeah, below i don't was know where not, that was supposed to be it was not the american airlines arena <laughs> so, or anything so then, in, in that there's, area there's a part though that's supposed to be lincoln road that he's crossing from east to west that on the east side of lincoln road there's like a building and i'm like no no no, no. the only building on the east side of Lincoln Road, I'm sorry, of Ocean Drive, Ocean Drive. He He's crossing from east to west on Ocean Drive. I'm like, no. The only building on 
the, that side of Ocean Drive, which is where the park is, is a 12th Street bathroom. That's the only building <laughs> on there. Like, there's nothing, no other building on there. And the building in the foreground was not the 12th Street bathroom. It was not. So little stuff like that. Little stuff like that. I, mean, we're I being enjoyed it. We're, we're being nitpicky no, because we, we're from here. You know what I mean? So it's right. just one of those like, things the scene where... When he was, the scene when he was sitting with her at a bench, right, that they were talking right when they were about to kiss... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that somebody like there were some people there with their phone um there they right there they were supposedly outside of the club right? right but where they were in that scene you could see bayside and downtown so that meant that they would have had to be sitting on watson island so i'm like where what is the club the miami kids museum like, no <laughs> no clearly i just told you the club is the fillmore at the at the fillmore performance center in, in, in miami beach but then again so like, anybody from miami watches that and you're gonna trip out yeah. with the geography of things but then but, they, only, but, but that's but that's a miami thing but then, that's but like then, something that only we would find yeah, funny but then they get other things right you know whereas for instance his his ex-girlfriend she's a real like everybody in Miami and of course she says you know oh this part is really up and coming you know like little Haiti and I'm like coño it is little Haiti is up and coming you know like they got they didn't use a generic thing and like his little sister goes to school and it's called like Deering High School well there is Deering Estates down here so I mean they very easily could have gone for like you know oh I go to George Washington High School you know some generic thing yeah no 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 whoever I don't know if it's the writers or the production team because I don't know too much about the production of the show, but who, or maybe they just sent out people to the Miami to get a feel for it. But whoever did did the well, the yeah. research properly. Yeah. So to our listeners, you know, if you want to watch something that really shows, you know, Miami from a network. Remember, it's on ABC, so. Yeah. It's a net- network television, which it's is a, a little bit different. And than it's a predominantly Latino cast, things. guys. You know, we, we got to support it. Is, it, it is. You know? And they, they show, like, especially the Cuban community, it's as accurate as it's going to be for a network television show. Yeah. Because that, that's what you always have to remember. It's a network television show. Yeah. So, you know, they also have to cater this to the large masses. Yeah. So, well, you know, they have to cater this to, to Beverly and Nebraska. Right. So, well, but, to, but, but to that point, you know, they, they found a nice little balance. There's a, a scene where the girl is in her room and the mom goes in. You know, she stormed off with her. And she kind of... She knocks, but she doesn't wait to be invited in. She knocks more as like to uh-huh. just tell her I'm coming in. And then she's mm-hmm. like, oh, can't you just leave me alone? And, you know, in a very white way, she says like, you know, mm, sorry, you didn't get the mother who leaves you alone. You got the mother who smothers you. You know, like, yeah. but that's a that's a, a white way of the Cuban. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not. No, we no and, I, and I thought I thought the way I thought the way the parents scream at each other was very Cuban. And they were um, very loving, too, which I love that. I love. Seeing oh, 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 oh. And you couple. know, oh, wait, wait, wait. And, and you know what they did? You know what they uh, did? What a few of them did, which is which is if you're going to do Miami, you have to include it. They broed. Oh, yeah, they did. They're bro. Like, bro. Bro, and I'm like, bro, they did their research, bro. They absolutely <laughs> did their research. Uh, so definitely, definitely check bro, it out. So. Definitely check it out, guys. But so you know, check it out. It's, you know, it's on Mondays. The the Baker and the Beauty. Yeah, so I, I want to tell you about something else. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell you about something else. Okay. I want I want to know if this is like a a pet peeve of yours. Okay. And maybe our listeners could, you know, if it's a pet peeve of mine. So. Today, I was, like many people, I've been trying to um, 
support local little restaurants. And there's a place by my house that does um, a, a stir-fried um, banana style. Como se llama? And uh, I want to say Hitachi, but that's not right. Hibachi. 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 <laughs> hibachi. Or Tepanyaki. Some people call it Tepanyaki. Oh, okay. um, hibachi. There's a Hibachi place um, in Kendall. Mm-hmm. And um, they're actually really good. Yeah. I mean, it is... It is as good as you will have in like samurai because I prefer samurai over Benihana, but whatever. Sorry, Steve Aoki. Um, and um, like samurai, they have like a little pink sauce that's like magic. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I like when I something has a sauce, I want sauce. You do. Right? You're a big sauce so person. I, to, I am a big sauce person. So when I go to this place today, you know, and it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Like. Mm-hmm. The hibachi for one with tax and everything is like almost 20 bucks. Oh, wow. It's not cheap. Wow. Right. But I'm okay with it. I'm going to the local business. You're, you're helping, you know, right, it, right. It, hibachi is generally not cheap because they use like New York strip steak and they use shrimp. See, I'm okay with it. I knew, I knew that my meal was not going to be $6. I'm okay right, with right, it. Right. So when I tell her, you know, when, when, you know, when I make my order, I tell the lady, Oh, can you please put three sauces? And she looks at me like, and when I mean sauces, I mean it's like the little thing of sauce, the little yeah, plastic, the little, the little plastic little thing of yeah. sauce, you know, the mm-hmm. little plastic, right? And she looks at me, she's like, I don't know if I could do that. And I go, well, I just spent $24 on, you know, <laughs> a, a hibachi plate. So, I can, I, can you, if you want to just charge me for the extra sauce. Right, but. She didn't end up charging me. She didn't end up charging me. But I know what goes into the sauce. It's it's pretty much mayonnaise. Uh, fish sauce and ketchup and a couple of other things, right? So it's not this, like, this is like, you know, I don't know, like a, a very expensive Right, it's not like truffle sauce. oil. Right. So that goes to like the biggest, you know, the bigger concept of it, which is what I wanted to bring out. Do you get annoyed when you go to a restaurant and you ask for something extra, something that you know is cheap and shouldn't be extra, and they charge you extra or they give you a, a like a bad look it so it doesn't bother me it's i'm it I'm, I'm, me. I'm of two minds with it right Where like what what i have to say i'm gonna use the word bothers but i don't know if that's the right word like when i'll say like oh can i have a extra blah blah and they'll be like oh you know there's an upcharge for that and it's just like i didn't ask like just you know just just charge it like whatever like, that's fine if i'm asking you for it it's because i want it you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, the, the, okay, but 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 that's a double-edged sword because then you know right, when you, right. you because then it's, it's not it's kind of like you know when I went to which I I think I talked about on the podcast earlier this year I went to a burger place in Coral Way where the Coke refills were not free and when I got my bill I had like twenty dollars in Coke I spent like twenty dollars on freaking Coke and I was mad <laughs> so it's not even a situation like that but right. um. But, but like, I get really annoyed, like, for example, Subways, you know, are mostly franchises. Yes. And it's only been, like, one or two of them. I, I like my sub with extra um, black olives. Right. It's only been, like, two times that it's happened to me in my whole experience of going to Subway 40,000 times in my lifespan. That, like, I guess it would be the owner. He's like, oh, I can't put extra olives. Uh, I'm going to have to charge you for that. And I'm like, chico. I'll give you two dollars. Like here. I get 
I got re- you know I got really annoyed at that, like super annoyed because, because it's like penises. how yes, that's like I remember, and I'm gonna call them out on it now because I can. Chicken Kitchen, which I, you know, till this day, my father always tells me that I should buy stock in Chicken Kitchen because I still eat Chicken Kitchen. I love Chicken Kitchen. And for those of you who are not from South Florida, it's a local chain where they have like a yellow rice with like chopped chicken breast. But the magic of it is this mustard curry sauce that is divine. It is made from the heavens now <laughs> i have made i have made that mustard curry sauce i'm gonna tell you what it has it has uh cream it has actually no it doesn't have cream it's predominantly mayonnaise and papaya frozen papaya um concentrate oh I didn't know. and curry powder of course right, right. yeah it's papaya concentrate oh. and curry powder and a bunch of other spices so it's not a sauce that is expensive to produce i remember back in the day they changed their policy now because apparently a lot of people like me complain do you have chicken kitchen and i'm like what am i supposed to do with two little things of sauce especially me that my chop chop ends up looking like a soup like, what am I supposed to do? Now, okay, granted, maybe I put too much sauce on it. But really, for your average guy, let's say, what are you supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with these two little things of soup? You tell me, you know, person at the counter at Chicken Kitchen. <laughs> you know, how when I was away from Miami, that is the thing I miss the most. Really? Other than public's cake. Oh. Chicken, well, it's not like they had Chicken Kitchen in the Midwest. That's true. That's true. But you know, you know what you you know what else you probably missed was the Miami accent. And you know who has the biggest Miami accent that we love to hear? <laughs> Ms. Lucy well, Lopez. Who not only has a Miami accent, but is is Miami. She is Miami. It's Lucy Lopez. So let's give her a buzz right now. Just chat with her a little bit. See what she's been up to. And see what's what's see what's up with Lucy see during the <laughs> Corona Chronicles. Lucy's Corona Chronicles. <laughs> Hola mi gente, it's Ish. As you know, Mother's Day is just around the corner and you also know just how hard it is to shop for your mom or abuela. I mean, they never need anything. Nunca. But canvaspeople.com has the perfect solution. The one thing mommy and abuela love is your smiling face. So why not take that pic from last year's Nochebuena and turn it into a work of art? With a few clicks, upload the pic and create a unique canvas print to display year-round instead of just another run-of-the-mill frame. I mean, ugh, otro cuadro. And if you visit canvaspeople.com now and use promo code PERO, you'll get an 11 by 14 canvas free of charge. That's right. A canvas valued at $76.99 for just the price of shipping and handling if you use the promo code PERO. Así que visit canvaspeople.com today and turn your photos into a canvas-printed work of art. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, I'm going to go to the other room. Hi-ish. Hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm literally walking out of my, kid, my, uh, my daughter's school. They're both at the same school, and they had, like, a, a parent, like, a a zoom meeting with all the parents from like first grade, fourth uh-huh. grade, like all that. And so, Oh my God, that's a malota de gente on zoom. Uh, yeah. It's literally over like 400 people, but it's, it's very organized. Excuse me. And the entire time, are you recording? Cause this is pretty funny. I mean, we are recording. <laughs> we are recording. We are. So we can, we can do a little intro first. Of course, everybody knows. Okay, okay, go. This, this shit is hysterical because this is the kind of shit that I swear to you. I'm like, am I in a movie? Who's playing me? So to our listeners, to our listeners, that voice of gold you're listening to, which everybody from Miami knows, <laughs> is the one, the only, Lucy Lopez from Power 96. Lucy, Hi. welcome back, my friend. Welcome, welcome back. back. Pero let me tell you. Oh my God, pero let me tell you. <laughs> Pero, pero, pero tell us, ¿qué pasó with the Zooming meeting okay, con la, so, with the people? Okay, so we're having like a Zoom meeting with like every single parent at my at my kid's school. So Coño. it's super organized. And, you know, you got to give it up for these, at least for my daughter's teachers have been like amazing, bending over backwards, helping That's us great. through this entire thing. There, I have so many different bookmarks memorized in my brain and like passwords. So we're having the Zoom meeting, right? And I'm like, my husband goes, are we muted? And I go, yeah, of course. They mute everybody. If not, we hear everybody's business. True. Right? He goes, I'm going to go get something to drink. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, what do you want? I go, well, I want rosé. So he brings the Yeti cups over. But you know how it is. <laughs> when you're drinking out of a Yeti cup, if you have water in there, 
there's a different gulping happening when you drink water <laughs> to when you're drinking rosé. <laughs> of course. This, I'm noticing this is I'm, like I'm looking. You know how you? Of course, you you see yourself on the screen, right? And I'm sipping. And I look at my husband, I go, can you tell I'm drinking wine? And he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I go, because when you drink water, you don't just take baby sips. You take right. a gulp. You're I'm chugging, yeah. yeah. So he's like, but then he go, he looks at me, and we both at the same time take a sip. And I look at him, I go, and we're drinking. They can, If they were to look at us, which, by the way, they record these meetings because it's like school. You got forbid I can ask on a And he's like, babe. It totally looks like we're we're having drinks. I'm like, but it's five o'clock in the afternoon. They can't get mad at it's us. It's happy I'm not hour. In front of children. It's happy hour. And if you were in front of children, I mean, you're having wine. It's not like you're mainlining heroin. Like you know, it's... bro. So I'm so I'm just I'm just curious. In this Zoom meeting that you're talking about with all these people, so sure. were the people like the size of like a, a of like a needle, un cuadrito, like when you they were know, all together? You know, because what they had was like the presentation. You know, like a PowerPoint thing. Oh, and then on the okay. side, it was, like, the main speakers. But before that, you can, like, scroll to see people. And everybody has this face of misery. Everybody <laughs> is so miserable. All these parents. And, and it's like, bro, el que me diga a mí, que me entiende. El que me diga a mí, the person, if you live in an apartment in Brickle, overlooking the ocean, and you only have a chihuahua to take care of, and you tell me that you understand me, Please get in your car, drive to Casa Carajo, and stay there. Okay, so I won't. Tell no, you. It, it, it 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 does take a toll. Like like Ish Ish like says like, oh my gosh, you know, like at home, you know, I don't have to put on a shirt. My best life, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm taking care of like my my son porque his mother, eh, she actually she's an essential worker, so she has to work. So right. I've been the one who've been left with like the taking care of him and the schooling and all that stuff and i'm like oh my god it's like and it's like a more than a full-time job because a full-time job you have a break <laughs> you guys there's like a meme there's a meme going around that literally it's talking to like parents like just so you know homeschooling being a stay-at-home parent plus having a full-time career all at once is unheard of like that's why people there's people in our lives that are like, oh, what do you do? Well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And that's a job by itself. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. It is. You're doing two full-time. Mommy, you'll get a macaroni and cheese. But you want to know something? Like, as much shit as I say, you know, like, I'm... Look, all of this is us talking shit. At the end of the day, you guys, and I hate saying that, so many lessons, so many lessons are like every day I learn something more about myself, about my kids that it's not that I didn't know, but I learned it more, if that makes any sense. In what, yeah, in what, yeah, yeah. In what, in what sense? It's reinforced. Yeah. Like, did yeah, you realize yeah, yeah. how, like, how much of you they have in them and how, how stubborn they can be like you? Is that, what, is that what you're trying to say? I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's personality traits. It's just like, I'll give you an example. Okay. Yesterday, um, the oldest one, I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they were, they were, like, having a moment, and they got, like, bitchy with each other. And then I go, everybody go to your room. <laughs> and then 
after a few minutes, I go, I go to the nine-year-old to come downstairs. We have a two stories. So she comes downstairs. And when she was coming downstairs, my husband went to like scare her, like, you know, to mess around with her. Right. She got really upset, started crying. She was like, you both think life is so funny all the time. <laughs> and runs upstairs. And I look at my husband. And he looks at me. He goes, what the hell did I do? I'm like, I don't know. So, like, I creep upstairs. And the little one comes out to me. She's like, why did you scare my sister? I'm like, first of all, we were playing, so you both need to relax. She goes, I don't want to talk to you right now, so leave us alone. Oh, wow. Closes mm. the door to her room. And I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't know these people, like, stuck up for each other this much. Yeah, bro. Look at that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you guys want to be dramatic? Hold on. Hold on, because your mother grew up watching telenovelas. Uh-huh. I go into my room. I close the shade. I make it super dark in my room, and I sit in my bed. And I put my head down, and she comes over. The seven-year-old comes over, gets on my back, whispers into my ear this. Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is drama. Bro, I could not stop laughing. And I go, where the hell did you learn that? She goes, it's funny, right? And she starts singing the whole song to me. And I go, it's not funny. It's creepy. She goes, am I creeping you out like you did to my sister? Oh. I, was like, oh. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen the tag team in full, like, in, in, in full mode. If but, isn't that that, sense. but isn't that great so I'm gonna, to know? I'm, I'm going to call this, the, I'm going to call this the Corona Chronicles of Lucy Lopez. <laughs> you guys, do you know what it is to have a seven-year-old straddle your back and whisper in your ear, hello, darkness, my old friends? No, no, and it would be even shit ever. It would be even creepier because I don't have children. So, <laughs> <laughs> so mine, mine during the quarantine, mine really got to is starting to use the word liar. So for everything is liar. So like yesterday, I was making him ramen noodles, and he wanted a little bit of butter, and we had run out of butter. And I'm like, hey, you know, we don't have enough butter. You lied. You said we had butter. I'm like, I'm sorry, we didn't have butter. You lied. You're a liar. Or like something like, hey, um, I want to watch this TV show now, and it's like, hey, let me finish watching what I'm watching. No, you lied to me. You told me I could watch it after lunch. I'm like, relax. It's been five minutes. So oh. I. Yeah, okay, okay. The thing with mine is that he's an only child, so he hasn't had interaction with another child in over a month. So he's going, he's like loopy. Like the other day, he was just spinning in the background by himself, spinning around. Yeah. And the other, another yeah. day, he started talking to the girl next door, her daughter, granddaughter, through the fence, and I'm like, oh, yo, está desesperado, niño. Bro, it's um definitely one of those moments right now where you're just like i'm learning so much about them and i'm also learning a lot about myself like you guys it is i'm still waking up at you know like well i don't wake up at 3 30 now now i'm waking up like at 4 45 oh that's sleeping I in time i drink my coffee yeah. i get everything ready um right. none of us are at the studio we're literally like we have this like special thing that we log on to. It's like me and Zog, we log on to, mm-hmm. um, we do our breaks. It's very structured, very different from us being in the studio, obvious. And the reason why it has to be structured is because things have to be recorded. Um, Oh yeah. And I it's guess, so funny because like, I guess you can't be as, in, as improv as, as it was before, just is, because you have to coordinate so, so many things thing. from remote. 
we have opportunities to be improvisational, but at the current time, all everybody wants to know is information. And I, tr I don't try to hit everybody up with a doom and gloom. My purpose right now on the show is to give everybody as much local information as possible. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Hold on, my husband's walking in with a Yeti full of rosé. Hold on. <laughs> this just See. made it to the podcast. Um, Cheers. See, that was Salud. a sip. That wasn't a gulp. That was exactly. We so now we know if, so if we then, hear you sip, we know what you're drinking in general. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then he's like, you know, like we don't have our listeners want to know what's happening right now. What's local information? Right. Is the drive-through COVID center open in in Amelia Hart Park? Is the one the one in the Eden Rock Hotel? Is that the one that we have to pay for? Like this mm -hmm. changes our language a little bit on the radio. And then every once in a while, yo meto la jodera because because <laughs> I also feel girl because cause you're Lucy. I have, to, I have to, I have to make fun of something or I'm gonna lose my mind. So it's been challenging, but at the same time, I just you know when people reach out to me like, oh my god, when you were you know when you interviewed all those teachers, all that information was so helpful, and um, thank you so much for this. Hey, where can I get food? Hey, do you know that if do you mm -hmm. have to have like a certain um, income in order to pick up a box of produce at the address you talked about this morning? Mm -hmm. When I get those DMs, like my heart breaks into a million pieces. I I, I get very emotional. I like I'm like, oh my god, Zag. Oh my god, Zag. I just got a DM from una mujer que tiene tres niños y perdió trabajo y no tiene comida. Mm -hmm. And during 20 minutes of my morning i'm like putting her in contact with a million people right. so now more than ever it's really all about us reaching out touching people helping them get the help that they need and you know and then the other half of it is me making fun of myself as a so-called teacher <laughs> zog has never stayed home on a weekend so this whole netflix and chill for him is very new so we're, <laughs> we're exploring that he's like what the hell is stranger things i was like oh my god it is a rock. Oh, so Lord. there's like a lot of that that we're exploring too as a creative team which is super fun and then as soon as everything is over around 945, mm -hmm. I literally walk out the door and I go straight downstairs to my kids and I'm sitting, I'm like constantly from one desk to another. Yeah. I help them check in at 830 in the morning. I help them. I do their hair. Sometimes I'm doing a break with Zog and I'm literally braiding somebody's hair. Um, my husband is an essential worker. Mm, um okay sometimes he leaves at five in the morning doesn't get home till five in the afternoon um he's not a nurse or he's not but he's considered an essential worker right. and now you're gonna now you guys are gonna kill me for this but he distributes wine and liquor so that, like, uh, that is a very essential worker let me tell you yeah and yeah. actually actually you know right. what the funny thing is um a friend of mine lives out in texas and she was saying that Actually, liquor stores in general are considered essential businesses because what they don't want is for, and this is going to sound horrible, God forgive me, but it's what she said and it's Texas. They don't want like alcoholics to be going through withdrawals and then have to occupy a bed. Oh my God, I never even thought of that. Yeah, what an angle. 
I never thought about that either. But it, but I mean, again, it sounds kind of cynical, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, you're already down that path. Just hold on a little longer, you know? So, Lucy, Lucy, yo te quería preguntar, because um, this is something we kind of joked upon here in the coronavirus, because like you, you know, when we started talking about the coronavirus a few episodes ago, you know, we were very clear, look, we're not laughing at the circle of the situation because it, it's it's dire and people have died and, and people are out of work. But, you know, humor goes a long way, you know, even yeah. if we can make people laugh for like a little bit. So I was saying that here in Miami, especially at the beginning, didn't you feel you were preparing for a hurricane? Okay, I'm so happy you brought this up, Pablo. Listen to me. Not only did our audience feel like they were preparing for a hurricane, it was like you kept waiting. And it was an anxiety of waiting and waiting and waiting. And then all of a sudden you realize that you were in like, you know that scene in Goodfellas where they're all in jail, but they're also able to eat like delicious prosciutto Mm -hmm. and eat an amazing pasta dish? Yeah. That's what it feels like right now. And, yeah. and I remember, like, and, and it wasn't just, I, I could feel it was, you know, like, like you guys, you know, we talk to our listeners, I'm constantly, like, replying to DMs, I'm making friends with, like, all, and everybody would say the same thing. It's like, oh, we're getting ready for a hurricane. We're get, It's like, you're getting ready for a hurricane. And all I can think about is, like, does anybody have access to international news? Because this isn't a fucking hurricane. Lo que viene por ahí es Lo que viene por ahí es de category six. Lo que viene por ahí a soplar a todo mundo, vaya, to hell. I, I can honestly tell you, remember, can you remember like it was yesterday? We, there was already like the buzz of Corona. Right. I had 305 day, March 7th. And that was a Saturday. Yes. Right after. We yeah, that was, that was the weekend of um, Carnival on the Mile for us. That exactly. Everybody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we did, we did three on five day. Yeah, go ahead. Huh? Okay, thanks. March seventh was the the three on five day. Right after that, Zog and I had to go do Metro Zoo sip. I'm um, sorry, Metro Zoo. You remember me? Zoo Miami sip and stroll, right? <laughs> Metro Sunday Zoo. Zoo. Don't worry about it, girls. Metro Zoo. Sunday morning, <laughs> mommy viene. Deja los muchachos at my house because the kids stayed at my mom's house Saturday night, right? Right. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, she goes, Tú te esta noche? I go, see, as a matter of fact, yo no, vaya, abracé a unas personas ahí, mami, no te voy a mentir, pero tú sabes, yo llevaba hand sanitizer, me lavé las manos como cuatro veces en 305, lo mismo en, en el zoológico, whatever. That was March 8th. I haven't seen my mom and my dad since March 8th. Wow. Oh my gosh. And for a Cuban American woman? <laughs> yes. Yes. Torture. Like, I can't even talk about it, you guys, because I'm almost super emotional. L- Lucy, that's what we're saying. It's a quarantine, social distancing is different on Hispanic communities than on white people. <laughs> no, no, no. White people don't get it. And gente blanca, my friends are like, oh, and they were like, it's totally fine. Like, your parents live here. And I'm like, bro. I am dying. First of all, Semana Santa without my parents, that was torture. Yes, yes. We didn't even, I... we didn't even get to do una piernita inside la caja china. Mm, like, no nada, thing. nada. I had to say hi to my grandmother from the car. I was like, Nima, happy Easter. Horrible, horrible. And then my dad, 
I mean, I have to bring a downer. My dad is is a veteran. My daughter, oh, my dad right. suffers from PTSD. That's right. Mm-hmm. Most of his like, how do you say this? Like his therapy are us, me and my husband, our kids. Mm-hmm. I'm siempre bonchiche. I'm always like on Friday afternoon. I call. Oh yeah, man, we're back. I'm gonna We're playing poker. So I'm always like entertaining my dad right. for my, for his sake, for his sanity. Right, right. And. It, last week, I got to a point where I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what the fuck are we going to do? My husband was like, yo, we need to help your mom or la cosa y it's going to light that fucking house on fire. Right. And I did a post on Instagram. I saw it, man. by the way. I saw that post. God is good. Oh, let me tell you, Rick Ross's former, like, fucking agent or, you know, it's like, whatever, saw it. Put me in contact with people in Washington, D.C. Veterans from Naples reached out to my dad. And now my dad went from not having structure because my dad is a man of structure. So he would do his VA meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays to now he has a standing phone call every Tuesday and Thursday. This alleviates my mom. This is like, you have no idea. Like, my dad is, God bless him. He's a veteran and he's seen some crazy things and moments like this are very difficult on our veterans very of difficult course. yeah absolutely he's like going he's like has no structure he can't go see his mom he can't you know he's like he's going and then the number one thing he can't see his grandkids and mm-hmm. plenty of times my mom and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, hey, calm the fuck down. You can't come here, and this is why. And I have to go mm-hmm. to wherever. It, it's it's hard. It's hard. When I've taken my son to my parents' house in the car, mm-hmm. and you know they're in the door, and I'm in the street, my parents start to cry because they oh, no, they no. they're so they're so close but so far. You know, and then the thing with him, with, with, with kids is like, especially a kid, my, my son's age, that he's six, you know, oh, yeah. he knows, he, I, I've explained the social distancing to him, but I know that if like we were to go to my parents' house, let's say, and my parents sit in the, you know, in a, in a, and he's not, he's not going to contain himself. So then we just, we do a drive by and no, 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 my mom starts to cry. No, no, me. And, you know, I kind of chuckle at it, but I understand, you know, I understand because that's grandparents. That's what their, their highlight is. You know, the grandkids. That's it. And I, and, and with the same with us, you know, Gino, my husband, he's all like, uh, should we get, this was last week, Sunday, Sunday. He goes, why don't we just do a drive by? And I looked at him and I go, who, who are you going to pull back? Tony, (laughs) which is my dad. I go, who are you pulling back? Tony? Or Avery, and which one can you withstand cries and screaming from? Mm-hmm. Because my dad will be like, "Get the fuck off me! I want to see my grandkids fall." He's from the Bronx. Oh, okay. Get mm-hmm. the fuck. Do you understand me? Yeah. I can't. And of I course. Can't do that. And yeah. he's just like, "Okay, yeah. okay, fine. What do we?" So Let we do go. a lot of FaceTiming, Monopoly games. I was gonna say. Domino. I was gonna say because dinners I mean, like. I mean, my parents are are old, but you know, but they're young enough. where, like they do Facetime, and we do, you know, like the other day sure. we, they did like a whole like a whole family Zoom, which that oh, was. That's awesome. It is until you actually do it, and then you've got a whole like you've got like twelve Cubans. It's like a demented Brady bunch on that Zoom screen, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, 
But do you guys do that? Because I feel like, okay, you know, I can't do that with my grandmother. Like, my grandmother, I have to call her up because she's, right. she, bar- she has a flip phone and she barely knows how to use that. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day. So we yeah. we just recently did a tequila shot via Zoom. And <laughs> out of – so just to give you an idea, I'm the youngest – I'm actually the 31st grandchild. Coño. My mom is the 12. So we all did, like, a Zoom tequila shot. And the entire time, it sounded like this. ¿Qué dice? No oigo. And who Dime. No. ¿Cómo? No. To our listeners who are not from Miami, this is the type of shit we can't make up. <laughs> yeah. Who aren't Latino, who aren't Latino, really. Who, to our Anglo <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but you know, you know what's consistent? That even now, like, um, whenever I talk to my parents, the first question, El niño ya comió. <laughs> So it's like, the first question is like, okay, is he safe? How school is like, el niño ya comió, está comiendo el niño. Tú no debes comida de la artificial. No, mi mamá, un sábado, uh, last week, Saturday, I go, the girls are like, mommy, can we have breakfast with abuela and abuela? And I'm like, of course, Nini, déjame llamar abuela. So we get her on Facebook, whatever, I'm making breakfast, you know, they're watching us. My mom's like, me siento como estoy en la cocina tu día, esto es increíble. I'm like, uh-huh, tecnología. <laughs> So, like, cocinando, whatever. We're feeding the kids. We're just, they're in the middle of the table. They can see all of us. My mom is seguida. Ay, Avery. Tu mamá te ha dado un biberón de leche. Avery is seven. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mommy, in esta casa, we don't have bottles. She was, que desastre. Que desastre. That's go, exactly what my mom says. Get us after the opening. And I go, Mommy, I can't stack. And I go, and you know, because Amelia, I go to Avery. Avery, she's seven. I go, Avery, we don't do bottles. She goes, If I were in Abuela's house, she would give me a chocolate milk bottle right now. And I'm like, <laughs> What is going yeah. on? Like, you don't yeah. know. She has Hashtag a whole other life. <laughs> Hashtag growing up Cuban. So, Lucy, how would you say, because, you know, you, you've had your share of, you know, Miami experiences, hurricanes, natural disasters. How do you say we're doing as a city? I think we're doing good. I think Miami sticks together when we have to. I think we're doing really, really good. Um, I feel like there's a but. I get, <laughs> but, yeah, here comes the but. Well, you always have, you know, your guanazo viejos that think, you know? Yes, yes. And that really concerns me, guys. Because as a Hialeah girl, when I know that the reason why they're enforcing the 10-day curfew is porque la cosa está brava. Yeah. Porque, como dice mi abuela, la cosa está color hormiga. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, this is because... The majority of people that live in my community in Hialeah and the Miami Lakes and PSN area and Hialeah Gardens are older. And the majority grew up, which I'm I'm assuming one of you did, I know I did, where it was all of us and my grandparents in the same house. Yeah, of course. That, that, was, that, was, so DJ, and, that was DJ, yeah. And, <laughs> where, and when there's that, there's more risk. Right. And I mm-hmm. don't, I think... 
that when I, I just feel that I think we're going to be able to handle that, but it's going to happen and it's going to wreck everybody. It's going to wreck everybody emotionally. And I don't think that anything in Miami has happened where it's wrecked us emotionally. Yes, people have passed on. People have died that have meant a lot to our community. But this is different. This is so different. And I feel that we also are in a community where like, I can't go to Flanagan and get a cerveza and forget that shit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't think that's the way to, uh, yeah, cope. I know you, always, you always have so people like that. You always have people yeah. like that. But I, I like, um, a, last week or the week before, I was having major cabin fever. So I was like, mm-hmm. I got to go somewhere. So I drove. I didn't get off. I drove to South Beach. Um, yeah. And I was like, I was like, wow, there was no one there. It was a ghost town. And I'm thinking, and I drove everywhere. I even drove up Collins by Fountain Blue. And I'm like, there's nobody here. I'm like, wow, people have really, I know Miami Beach especially, really have stuck to their guns and they're staying at home because it was a ghost town. I think what happened to leading up to everybody staying at home, like you, you just experienced, a lot of us were really mad at spring breakers. I remember yeah, getting mm-hmm. on the radio. I mean, I remember this break to the T where I said, if you're not from my city, get out. Get in your mm-hmm. car, get on a plane, and get out of here. Because mm-hmm. I felt those people that were here were disrespecting our community so bad. They were. By being mm-hmm. here, by being on TV and saying they ain't got corona and, and all that. That, to me, was disgusting. Because... Mm-hmm their actions were going to directly affect those that are already going through tough times, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't give a shit. They just come here, they party, they do what they do. And then they leave. They think this is yeah. like Vegas or something. There's like no rules here. No, they, you know go home, I mean? they go home and it's over and it's fine. Like, yeah. And I, and I think that 305, 954, 786, all of us got <laughs> really mad at them. And that's why we took it. Seri- more serious than what I think we expected. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, no, see, how, I said how are you going to come to my house and and screw everything up for me? Like how are you? Know? A couple of a couple of weeks ago, I said it here on our podcast that on my personal Instagram, I was getting a little bit of like hate from people that are like, "Oh, what are you Floridians doing in the beach?" I'm like, "Oh no, 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 that ain't us." I was like, "Don't you even go there?" I'm like, first of all, we don't go to the beach in February, and second of all, don't you even go there because that is not us. So we yeah, would never you know, go to the beach in February because there's too much seaweed and sea life. And also too many mm-hmm. people, and nobody wants to be stepped on while they're tanning by a guy who doesn't have a tan and only wears Timberland boots. Así que echa para that story was so specific that I wonder exactly how old you were when that happened, Lucy. My imagination. If you want a party, go better my parito. That's an island. No, they get No, they go to parito. They don't come back. No, they go to the farito, we lock them in there, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, the mosquitoes, the, the mosquitoes will take care of them. And if I Guys, they locked the gate. <laughs> that was the worst trip ever, man. Whenever you go to a farito, you have to hurry up before they lock the gate. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody ever thought, we'll just jump the do, do, do you still go? Do you still go to a farito? Of course I do, at least once a year. 
I okay. listen to your, okay. and I know this song's like, come and on me, but like I go, and it's a lot about like, it's about grounding yourself. Like, oh, this is what I knew was like the best time of my life, you know, because mm-hmm. compare yourself to what, who you were then to who you are now. And you're like, man, I've come such a long way. <laughs> so I went to a fight. Yeah, no, I agree. I went to a fight because I don't know about you, but like in the eighties, don't you remember like the mid to late eighties, there was like a phase there that everybody like, oh, to go to a yeah, that was, and the, was that was terrifying. The... And your father will go, no, uh uh-huh, yes yes and then i remember that you would park the car and then you go through like the pine cone you know obstacle course to get to the beach the little pine cones in the in the, in the ground you'd be like Ooh, ah, it's almost like stepping on a lego one of those pine trees are gone and you remember your mom yelling at you for stepping on them you're like but they're everywhere she goes recoge los pies yeah. Like, and what I what I remember that when we used to go to El Parito, we used to take the kitchen sink. It was like I don't know. They didn't bring the sofa because they didn't fit in the car. Like no. era, era, it's like man, we're just spending here a few hours. No, but the the reason why is I hadn't gone to El Parito in years, and I went last year. And it, what you said of being grounded, it was awesome because there were a lot of like you know, Miami Cubans there, but, like, the new school, like, new Miami Cubans, and there was this, like, yeah, yes, and I remember there was this family that they brought a juego, I'm not kidding, they had three Toyota Tundras, they brought a juego, like, you know those, um, those dining, dining room sets, Uh, whatever, for the outside, La Mesa, no, 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 La Mesa de Domino can fit in a trunk, I'm talking about, like, the big dining room size outdoor patio furniture, like, they brought that, they brought the the speakers, like, the DJ speakers, like, the huge ones that you have to put in the back of a truck, and I'm like, esta gente se está mudando para aquí, or, like, what are they doing? (laughs) And I was was like, I am, I'm I'm among my people, (laughs) it was grounding, as you said. There's there's a there's a moment when you see all that it's so crazy because you get like oh my god what is this trumeria I'm looking at and then all of a sudden you're like oh. and go post up next to them because it's probably gonna somebody eventually is gonna pass over the tray of pastelitos your way. It's like I think I'm sorry I was gonna say it's like when. When uh, all of a sudden you have that one friend that is like, oh, no, we're going to hook up, like, we're going out, whatever, but I have to go get my friend at Coral Gables. Well, she, and then you see where she lives, and then she comes out of the house, and she looks at you, and you're, like, in your in your Honda Civic, and she's like, oh. And you're like, oh, please. Because as soon as you put on, like, a super, like, trapeo music, like Bad Bunny, <laughs> or at that time, like, a Pitbull song, she knew every single word better than you did, and you're like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah whatever. Coral Gables, chill. Get, get, get Fina, get Fina. You know, yeah. private school girl, get Fina. Mm-hmm. Fina. No, I think that what you're saying about being grounded is true. I think every good Miamian should go to Parito at least once a year. Once a year. Just hey, Parito, there's several places, by the way, that will totally ground your ass. There's a mm-hmm. Parito, este, a Hialeah Park, like on a Saturday. Um, even el, el <laughs> yes, bro. Even even walking down uh, Cayocho, like around Domino Park, like if you go there, uh, you know you I don't know if you go to Santo and you're all cool, and then afterwards you go to like Afedia, like you need to remind yourself constantly, like this is where I'm from, this is who I am, this is 
this is what you know this is what it's all this about. is what makes me who i am and this is what it's all about yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's go hang out in the jfk library <laughs> oh my god i literally tweeted at the mayor i said uh, dear mayor of hialeah i said please please send somebody over there with some blue painter's tape put boxes you, you have to be sick in this box you and this separate everybody by six feet okay i go this is easier than frying a croqueta please do something <laughs> um well whatever whatever with him yeah that's something that's something good like i feel a lot of like the community has really come together to support like local businesses and and like you know the little mom and pop restaurants and stuff like that because we've seen a lot of it i mean we've done our share too here on our podcast and our instagram but but people i feel have really come together with that you know it's it's again going back to what miami is about nosotros somos like super stuck up and nobody's like us when shit hits the fan man there's nobody like our community and i think that we all collectively became one after hurricane andrew and I that agree. same kind of like i have to help this person or you know that kind that a lot of us grew up with that mentality so now they yeah, because, like but, this. But, but you know what I, I will say lucy and i'm not trying to blow smoke sure. you know up your ass or anything but like you know what it does come down to following by example by people like yourself you know, Aww, because you. you guys, and I'm I'm speaking, you know, obviously about, you know, you and, and Zog and, and Evie and, and, you know, and the whole Power 96 yeah. crew. But also I think that now more than before, I think people, and I've always been a big, I mean, you know, my background in advertising, but mm-hmm. I've always been a big supporter of local radio because I've always thought the mm-hmm. local radio connects with people. It connects with the community. And I think that yeah. it's very evident now, you know, again, people are reaching out to you to just be like, Hey, I don't know where to find this information. And God knows there's probably thousands of other people wondering that same information because you know what? Yeah, you can go online and you can Google stuff, but that's not always going to find you the right information tampoco because God knows everybody and their mother can set up a, a website nowadays and put whatever information they want. But, you know, people like yourself, uh, you know, who, who are putting themselves out there to say, no, no, we got to band together. Quite frankly, you know, I'm going to say a big ass thank you on behalf of Miami to you because that's, that's fantastic. Thank you, baby. Thank you, thank yeah. you, and and thank you for those words. You know, something that it's so hard because we don't have celebrity friends. We don't have all that, you know. Um, we're just like who we are as individuals, but we come together as a family, you know. And mm-hmm. I've always prided myself in saying like, we don't have like celebrity interviews a lot. I mean, we do, we have our celebrity looks here and there, you know, claro. but compared to other, like maybe syndicated radio morning shows or other shows that it's like constant and yeah. Fulano's like, good morning America. Yeah, but that's generic. We, it's not just generic, but it's so out of touch. And I've always mm-hmm. said that the celebrity on power 96 is the listener is the listener who wakes up every morning, goes to work, takes care of their kids or wakes up in the morning, goes to their job and meets their friend for happy hour at the Flanagan and Hialeah or uh, or the one that, you know, works at the club every weekend or the bartender or or, you know, your hairstylist like that's the celebrity for our radio station. 
That's a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity on the radio station. Zog isn't. It's our listener. And it's tough because even that can get a little, like, a little weird because it's like, then all the, all of, you don't want to be just this community or just this community. We try to embrace mm-hmm. everybody. Right. And right now, I mean, they really, really, really need local support yeah. from our restaurants here in our city to, to um, you know, our teachers. What teachers are going through right now is no joke. It is no joke. Um, and with parents and families and, you know, there's also – uh, a slew of, of families right now who 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 don't have the means, man. Yeah. And some of them got knocked out and don't have jobs. And those stimulus checks come come in and they're holding on to every penny. And mm-hmm. uh, there's also a lot of homeless kids in our community who don't have uh, someone to say something nice to them every morning. Who are mm-hmm. working off a borrowed computer that hopefully gets internet. So they can participate in Zoom classes with their with their teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. and I, those are the people I want to talk to every day. Those are the people that I want to help. Those are the people that I'm like, here's who you need to contact. You know, we're doing this Power 96 Power Virtual Tip Jar. I saw that. And every week we've highlighted like a different organization. Uh, we did, um, we're doing the Lotus Project. We did the Lotus Project. Um, we're, uh, we did feeding South Florida, just like a bunch of different people who were like, yeah, we'll be part of that tip jar. And when you go to power 96.com, like it goes, the money goes directly to them. So how does that, and so how does that work? Do. So, so you go to power 96.com uh, and you have this, I guess, click on the power 96 virtual tip jar and mm-hmm. whoever we're highlighting this week is where your money will go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's great. That's Last great. week was Feeding South Florida. This week it's Lotus, which what they do is they're trying to help families, uh, low-income families with yeah, um, who children, are living correct? with autism. Yeah. Autism, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the, the thing about Power 96, and we, I think we said this the first time that you were on our show, say what you will about Power 96. There's other radio stations in Miami. But at the end of the day, what the radio station that defines Miami is Power 96. And no matter where you go, you always come back to Power 96. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Damn yeah, right. because yeah, that, right that that is it's it's the sound and the feeling of Miami. Why? Because like when you want to hear your people, you turn into Power ninety six. When you want to hear other people that are just generic, you turn into other radio stations. Right, yeah. right. If you want to hear what's happening on the Today Show, or, then tune into the other those other guys, or what you see mm-hmm. on on you know uh, Vox or or Billboard Go into it. Mm-hmm. But like us, like. I'm probably going to communicate to you a, a, like, you know, what like the what like the Roxanne Vargas is talking about, or what I saw like you know on on Instagram, or yeah. or what the mayor just said, or or you know you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. our vibe right now. Yeah. Our vibe yeah. currently is to super serve people in need. Although let me say something and, though, and... about about the vibe right now though, I'm going to make a personal request that you can relate to Zog on my behalf. Dímelo. ¿Cuándo es he going to do another freaking freestyle mix like he did on Instagram Live a couple of weeks ago? Porque eso estaba en candela. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. That was, um, so here's a quick story about that. Zog reached out to me. It was like the week 
where we had to say goodbye to each other. We're like, okay, we can't come to the studio anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, hey, I'm going to do like a vinyl mix of all freestyles. I'm just going to go and do it. And I go, y'all, you can't can't just go on Instagram and just do it. We need to promote it. So let me come up with the graphics. He He goes, what should I name it? And I go, you need to call it vinyl versus virus freestyle. And then we're going to market it as you know a different genre for as much as you know as long as we can Mm. so that week was freestyle this past weekend was retro he's currently working on something i think it's going to happen this weekend and it's literally zog playing vinyl the entire time and the artistry that goes behind (laughs) that is bananas it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because wow. that man is like showing. Like, a DJ is not an artist. Clearly, needs to watch Zog uh, on Instagram Live yeah. when he's doing one of these. Book. To, he's insane. To match a beat using records, it's that, that, that's a that's a that's like a craft. That's a, no, a yeah. art yeah. form. That's and an art does, form. Yeah. He does it so well, and he really, really, really does it to make people laugh and make people smile. And I remember when he just did the retro mix this past Saturday. Um, like he finished in and like, he calls me right after. What'd you think? And I go, I was like emotional. I go, you took me back to a place in my mind that I haven't been there in such a long time. And it felt good to disconnect from, because, you know, his life is drastically different from mine. You know, he lives with his girlfriend. He's a couple cats and a bird. <laughs> and I told him the other day, I go, Zog, you know, you finish the show and you can go take a nap, maybe catch up on Netflix. I literally walk out of the office. I, I'm lucky enough to have like a little home office. Right. I walk out and I'm like, I don't stop. I I don't stop. And it is that moment that you gave me was everything. Like I was like, it was the best time ever. Yes, the ma'am. Best. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. And in moments like this, that's what people are doing. Like little moments, whether it's that, whether it's listening, hey, to a podcast, whether watching TV, you know, whatever. You're looking for those little moments of escape, you know, that you don't think of anything but whatever it is that you're doing. But um, but no, this was awesome. And I agree with you, Lucy, that I think that Miami, especially after Hurricane Andrew and then every other like hurricane and stuff, mm-hmm. like say what you will about, you know, Miami. And I know other cities go through shit, but I feel that we like in, in, in the face of adversity, somehow the city always comes together. And yeah, there's always a couple of everywhere um, but 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 the city always comes together and i think that like in this pandemic you know data broward county let's, let's give some let's give a little bit of a hand That's to broward true. which we never do you know um have yeah. really like stuck together and and people have done what what needs to be done you know i don't know maybe it's because again we've been we've been we've dealt with so many hurricanes and stuff like that we know how to yeah. work under pressure i don't know I, I, know I, I agree with you. And, 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 you know, before we go, I just want to like tell everybody who, who may not live in Miami and lives in other parts of the country or the world. Um, the, I, our politicians, believe it or not, do not define us as a community at all. What defines us is us. Our individuals yep. who live here, who try to make a difference in everybody's life, who try to pick up the pieces that our politicians lack to pick up to don't care and don't get it twisted like we will get it done we will get it done together as a team with or without them um, yeah yeah pretty much pretty much so um i gotta go because i have to go cook 
and mm -hmm. I love you guys so much. <laughs> and I always thank you. We thank love you. you. Thank 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 you. And I'm gonna no, no, thank you. Day. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for how busy you are for yeah. chatting with us. Yeah, but I think a lot of people will be really happy to, you know, hear your voice and hear your, you know, your struggles as well. You yes. know, so can't wait till this is all over. So thank so you so much hang out. I love you guys so much, and and uh, I can't wait to hear the the pod the podcast back. Can't wait. All right, love. Okay. Right, Bye, Lucy. Bye, guys. I have to go. Look here. Bye. Ciao. Bye. 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 Hey everybody, Ish here. Mira, with all this sheltering in place, let's face it, things are about to get peludo y medio. And I'm not just talking about the hair on your head. Enter Manscaped, the best in below-the-belt electric trimmers and basically making sure your crotch doesn't look like a rainforest. Listen, I was once like you guys. I was absolutely terrified of using an electric trimmer on the boys. I mean, I can hear you all saying it now, but there's no way I'm putting something that sharp, that close to my junk. But listen, they took 18 months to perfect the greatest ball trimmer ever created, the just-released Lawnmower 3.0. And I can tell you from personal experience, that bad boy works without leaving your nutsack looking like an extra of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer even has an LED light, which allows you to see, bueno, the forest for the trees. <laughs> and you know what's even better than painlessly keeping your wibbles neat and trim without having cuts and bumps all over them? How about getting 20% off and free shipping if you use code PERO at manscaped.com? Uh-huh, así mismo. Use code PERO and get 20% off your order and free shipping from manscaped.com. Dale, order today. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Ah, uh, isn't she wonderful? Who? Lucy. Oh, Lucy. Oh, my God. Lucy's amazing. Lucy's awesome. I mean, you know, and, and I mean everything that I said, which is like, you know, during these times, I think people take radio, you know, personalities for granted. But she is a free. I mean, she's the voice of the city. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. And she's too humble to admit it. But she is. She um, she's one of these people that uh, especially her being in, I guess, entertainment, you would call it for so long. She or media. She is really the definition of what you see is what you get. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean that in the best possible way. Yes. Well, you know who else I think is, is a little... And again, we don't know her, know her, but I I want to give our last soda to someone who I think is also probably to a degree the epitome of that as well. Um, well, not just her, but I'm going to give it to you know her, her, her family, I guess. Um, did you hear what Gloria and Emilio are doing? Uh, to give back to the community? What? So through Estefan Kitchen, for those of you who don't know, um, Gloria and Emilio Estefan, they have a, a restaurant chain, um, and it's Estefan Kitchen. They're going to be providing 500 daily meals to healthcare workers and first responders. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I got a regal. Yeah, so, you know, again, these are, these are people who... And it's funny because I think... The initial thought of everybody is like, well, you're their celebrity. They should be giving back and they should be doing stuff. And yeah, I guess to a degree that's true. But, you know, they don't have to. 
you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I mean, they 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 do or they can and just do you know some some small part. But I feel like this is the they are the epitome of Miami. You know what I mean? Like they are Mister and Mrs. Yeah. Miami, and every time that that there's some some way to show it, they they don't even blink. You know, they they are yeah. there for the community. That's awesome. And, and so that's why you know I think they should get the last soda for for today. Yeah. Well, Emilio, I, I feel that Emilio and Gloria Stefan have like an honorary last soda. So, <laughs> That's true, but I think this, you know, I, they, I think they, this may officially be the first time we give them one, though. I think so, yeah. But, you know, they are like, of course they have a last soda. It's Emilio and Gloria. I mean, it, it took us 106 episodes, but of course they, <laughs> they should. Everybody, every, everybody, in Miami feels, everybody in Miami feels that they're family. Well, wait, we're not. <laughs> Because I'm, because huh? I'm pretty we're sure we're not. I'm pretty sure that's why she offered me the Mike and Ikes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. 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 You know, not to be, not to be salty, because um, I'm not, and I like, you know, I like Beyonce. You're the one who doesn't like Beyonce. Mm. But have Beyonce and Jay Z? I haven't heard them. Have they done anything? Well, at least here, publicly. I was gonna say. Here's the thing. I, I don't know uh, that they've done anything publicly, but. You know that doesn't mean that they haven't done anything privately. So I I can't I can't. No, and because I also say because so many celebrities and singers have done like little things on their Instagram and have been part of those virtual concerts. Oh and yeah, all that like stuff. Mariah. Yeah. And I just I, Mar- Mariah's done like three of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, did you see the one with Andrea Bocelli this weekend during Easter? Oh, oh my no. gosh, it was amazing. Oh yeah. Well, oh, you haven't have you seen no. it on Instagram no, on no, on YouTube? No. Uh, it's amazing. He did it in front of um the uh, um the uh cathedral in um milan but it's amazing because it's him by himself in total isolation singing amazing grace and um it's quite the beautiful beautiful scene so um no i just say that because there's such a high profile like couple you know couple the the you know celebrity that um at least publicly, I haven't heard them do something, which mm-hmm. generally, you know, say what you will about them. They're very woke people that generally yeah. are the f- forefront of a lot of mm-hmm. things. Or, you know, maybe they just contributed privately. Yeah. Or maybe it's just because she doesn't follow anybody on Instagram. You know. <laughs> or maybe that. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen was not able to be the first person. Nope, she was not. She was not. God bless her. She so... Died. Bueno, people. She tried. That is our yeah. Well, that is more uh, 106 episode of the Corona Chronicles. Um, again, if you're listening to us, thank you for joining us, and thank you for tagging along with us and sticking with us through all this time. Remember, we're all in this together. Uh, there was some glimpse, you know, of positivity going on this week that some of the numbers are plateauing. Yes. Uh, in terms of people, because really, unfortunately, it's they're not basing it on fatalities; they're basing it on new cases. So there was a little glimmer of hope, I think, in New York. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to plateau, which that's what they're looking at. So you know, we may have the worst behind us, but nobody really knows. So if you come this far, thank you for again hanging out with us and sticking by us. Um, as always, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn, and uh, grab your batelito, your croqueta, and your jupina. And that was episode 106. So, yes. thank you so much, everybody. Happy Friday. Be happy, joyous, and try to remain positive yeah. and stay safe. Cuídense, mi gente. 
Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismael Llano, produced by Ismael Llano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 